0: How many times do I have to repeat this to you? I'm sick of (laughs) time. What the hell's that? I don't know. I think somebody's at the door. Uh, Hey, you can't even film stuff without people knocking. Uh, Nah, well, you know that's the way the world. Who is it? But
1: don't start personally insulting me. Huh? But don't start personally insulting me.
3: Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast, Monty DeFaro. Only filmed here out of indie music. We done. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like watching you now. Like I never
0: realized after two years all the things you do on the weird Things I do to the the side. The weird stuff on the side. Little things mean a lot. Anyway,
3: you're watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monte Faro, filmed out of indie music TV, straight out of uh, Ronkonkoma, Long Island. Baraka. At the board, as usual, is Mr. Matthew Ice. Matthew, how are you, sir? Howdy, howdy. I'm doing great. Yeah, not so, as good as those shoes. So I got a, I got, I got a little bit of shiny good news shoes for, he's for everybody out there. And Matt. Uh-huh. Um, so thanks to his appearances on. Uh, The Monty Nefaro channel. Tony Atlas has been contacted uh, for a documentary on a very famous WWE owner. And uh, that's due to your great production work, Matt. Good job, pal. Uh,
0: Thank you. I'm uh, proud to be a part of this production. I'm always happy to be part of it and do do more. I mean... I just love it. What Thank do you, you think? Sir. What do you think Thank if they you. do the
3: documentary right out of here and you might actually get uh be do some help uh filming that documentary? What do you think? That'd be part of a dream. How awesome That'd be is the that start. Wow. I want to say hello to a few people out there. I wanna say hello to Mr. Chris Lee. How are you? PJ, good to see you. Uh he says if Cody's in New York, it's safe that he's not going back uh it's safe to to bet he is going back to the WWE. Mm. Now he's joining Northeast Wrestling out of Newburgh. Uh <laughs> ESL Creative, (laughs) our man, man. how are you, sir?
1: Great sponsor. ESL, how
3: are you, buddy? Maria (laughs) Davis in the house. Always good to see you. Stingers, great to see you. Roy, also great to see you. Davio, what up, my friend? Always good to see you. What up? All right, so... Let's start it off. We've got a good little special show for everybody tonight, so it should be kind of fun. uh, As we draw closer to the Elimination Chamber on Saturday, Mm -hmm. and more importantly, as we draw to March 5th, where we have a marathon of wrestlers running through the studio, which we'll discuss later. Yeah. Uh, Buff
0: Bagwell, last week, Farrow. Love Buff. He's got the stuff.
3: And if anyone doesn't know it, that is Jimmy Farrow. He is the star of the show of Long Island's number one pro wrestler on broadcast. Buff was excellent. I love Buff. Came out of the bullpen. Blew my
0: mind, by the way. That was great. Yeah? Yeah, I was like, who's coming out of the bullpen? Oh, it's Buff Bagwell.
3: So I want want to ask everybody were you a little disappointed that it wasn't uh, the gentleman who wanted to talk about Hannibal? Or were you happy that. Clickbait! Or happy that
0: Buff came (laughs) in
3: into the bullpen and helped out the show? Uh, Phil,
0: how are you, buddy? How could you not be thrilled that we had Buff Bagwell? I mean, what the, what's wrong with you? You know, I wanted Hannibal's friend. Jeez, <laughs> it's Buff Bagwell.
3: All right, <laughs> so good, some good news yeah. straight out of the movies. Okay, right? straight uh, out of
0: the movies. Paisley Schultes,
3: I think I'm saying that right. right. Four year old reported missing in 2019, found alive under a staircase, police say. Under a staircase. A girl who was four years old when she was reported missing in 2019 has been found. Police in New York announced Tuesday authorities they have discovered Paisley, sorry, under the staircase in a home under her uh, non-custodial... Parents. Like, what is a non-custodial? Good question, because I was asking what? the same thing. What does that mean? So a non-custodial parent. I yeah. found out. All right. That's a great question. For yeah. Him. What is it? It's a parent who lost the rights to their child.
0: Ooh. So um, wouldn't this you? This is think abduction.
3: Chi- mean, but, but wouldn't you think if that child went missing and you didn't, you, you might want to check. You might want to check the house. Right before well, two thousand twenty-two.
0: Hey, nobody looked under the staircase. <laughs> That's what happened. They searched the house high and low. But they, three years ago or two years ago when she first went back, but they forgot to check under the staircase. And bingo, there she was. You, did they hear knocking maybe under the staircase? How did they, you know, how did this happen? Oh, well, that kid's life's ruined. This, uh, don't say that. She's so small, man. Hopefully she doesn't. Dude, you don't recover from that. Hopefully man. she doesn't even realize what's going on. When you're four years old, you're still developing thoughts. So hopefully uh, this will just be some weird Oh, PJ blur. says this Later.
3: has been all over local news lately. The kidnappers are already out wow
0: how is that
3: don the barber in the house don how are you marty what's up greetings from the mountains good to see you my Ma- friend
0: marty? marty different marty different marty okay what's Oh, up, by marty? the
3: way now you speak about marty maria davis uh, reached out to me and told okay. me that marty is not doing well at all i tried to reach out to him again he didn't pick well, what's
0: up what's wrong with marty
3: uh well uh I've read some things. I think Maria shared that he's swelling up uh, his oh, feet and his oh, back. Yeah, I could see I could um, see
0: that. I could see that. Uh,
3: but I've, I've been hearing that he's been sick for a while. I've been trying that's to, likely. like, catch. You know, Phil, maybe you know a little something. I know the big fat whale's been saying that uh, he's been talking to Marty. I don't know if that's true or not. So, Phil, if you could confirm or deny that, it'd be fantastic, my friend. Right. Because uh, I got to tell you, Rick, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Um, marty's not picking up my calls and you that's know bizarre. i talked to marty like two or three marty times usually a usually
0: rings your phone off to hook like we rings still, yeah so what
2: it's is going concerning
0: on? that's weird okay i guess we'll know phil says
3: thankfully children are resilient i hope you're right phil because yeah. usually those yeah she's very young hopefully this will just kids. be
0: some sort of blur later all right her. so far your boy hannibal my boy Hannibal. Your boy Hannibal. How does he become my... Why is it's it official. every time we have a, an enemy or some jackass... Wait, the, Hannibal's becomes not really my, an enemy. You know. Do you really think Hannibal's He knocked enemy? on the door last week. I'm not dealing with him. I ran for my life, and you ran right after me. You were right behind me. Yeah, like a fat <laughs> well.
3: but that's okay.
0: <laughs> Don't do- do you know I used to be? Another if anyone doesn't world? believe it, and you could you could
3: confirm oh, you this, I was wacky. I was a great you running back. You were fast as shit. You were fast. Not anymore. Back in the day. But anyway, he's he's at it again, kinda. Yeah.
0: I don't
3: know All if right. everybody knows out there, Matt Granahan, the king of, yeah, Connecticut, king of Connecticut, right? Right. Right. Was on Hannibal's show talking about his mm-hmm. possible role in Ric
0: Flair's latest divorce. Latest divorce. That's number five for Rick, right? So
3: yeah. Okay. So he was actually in on one of our shows, Mister mm-hmm. King of Connecticut.
0: Yeah, that was the, dungeon. On the in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
3: this guy goes on to discuss that he communicated with Flair and sent him pictures of women, and Flair's wife saw it. Mm-hmm. Then Flair asked this dude, you know, that he needed to call his wife Wendy and say, "Hey, I was, sent by, it was sent by mistake." Which I don't think Wendy would have fell for anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, I believe you, Rick. You're such an angel.
3: I and then know. later on, he talks about how, like, he shows pick uh, screenshots of Flair cursing him out. Right. And then he later says that him and uh, him and Wendy are going out for drinks. Oh, so
0: he's poking the Flair. Get it? Not poking the bear. He's poking, poking the, the flare. poking the Flair. Jimmy the lumberjack. How are you, buddy? Uh, Jimmy the lumberjack. What up? Stingers. I think is says he's in the A-
3: ER. Marty's. Dan said Marty was in the ER.
0: Well, oh, that's not these good. How do you even notice? What is does Marty drop a line that? Hey, bro. Oh,
3: Jimmy the lumberjack says. Jimmy lumberjack says, "This is Hannibal. Welcome to my YouTube channel." <laughs> so anyway, go back on the King of Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that guy?
0: I don't know. You, you, I don't know were were what you entertained to entertained th- by him. I don't know what to think about him. I just know I wouldn't want to be him. That's all I knew. I was just like, well, although I like his hair. He's, got, he's got, the, got a nice he's head got of hair Some serious hair. Yeah, good cool looking man. He's actually pretty goddamn funny, if you want to know the truth. Do you like him? I thought he was so pretty nothing funny. Wrong with liking, I thought, liking. thought he was pretty funny. However, I, it, it, did he upset somebody? Didn't he upset somebody? Or is this like we don't want to get into this right now? Or uh, do we want to get into this? Oh
3: man, the shocking news out what? there. Jimmy Lumberjack wants to know when
0: did you switch
3: when did you switch the camel camels? Camels. These are poor moles. Switch
0: from camels. I haven't switched. It's just whatever's available at the store. Non filters are hard to come by out here. So basically, you know, this is this week. It was poor Mole non filters. But thank you for asking. Donna Barber checking in. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, con
3: Congrats to KO, and I think this is really good what? for the WrestleMania match versus Stone Cold, and also congrats to the Bloodhunter in his upcoming match at the Big Bill's Lumberyard. <laughs>
0: Was he wrestling himself?
3: At Big Bill. He's wrestling Big Bill. No, he's wrestling the King of Connecticut. You know, the King of Connecticut is a wrestler. He's going to wrestle the King of Connecticut. He's a wrestler, King of Connecticut. Did you in, know that?
0: Isn't everybody?
3: He's a part time stockbroker. Okay. Professional wrestler. Okay. Actor. Okay.
0: Hair, hair, hair stylist. Hair stylist. <laughs> hey, that's killer hair. Killer hair. Right? Yeah. He wears those Rolexes. He's kind of fleshy. Somebody said those weren't real. Did you see some of those comments? They were like, where'd you get that? Out of a gumball machine? Maria
3: Davis. Members for, for 12 months. Thank you, Maria, Maria so much. You guys you. are really, now hold on. really One wonderful. One thing
0: I do want to backpedal on. Go. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. Go. I refuse to believe this until I see this. All right. Why? Why, is this official or something like that? Has it been officially? Because ne- I refuse to believe Stone Cold's getting back in the ring. I Until I see it. It's in Texas? Yes, it is. This I, is not the first time they've been I in Texas think, for WrestleMania, bro. I think KO can carry him. I, I agree, but I'm not even sure Austin will need too much carrying if he's Julia, ready and in shape. Julian
3: Arnest says, I'd like to see Monty in a shoot against the King of Connecticut. Farrow would get demolished. No one wants to see that.
0: Very nice, Julian. It's good, it's good to know that you're still out there <laughs> hating my guts. Fuck off. Okay, next. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, hey, I got? think that was actually yes. s- funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. He he cracks me you up. You got
3: good hair like King of Connecticut. I Yeah, I do.
0: I do. I don't. I so would you rather yeah, you get big muscles. Would you rather get your ass kicked by the
3: King of Connecticut but have hair that can battle him?
0: Yeah. Well, listen, nobody's kicking my ass because you know that basically I break every fucking rule in the book. You know it already. Would you bite the King of Connecticut? I would. I would do whatever the fuck I have. to. Would you to. bite his nose? You know. But quite honestly, I like the guy's hair, so I'm not going to even fight him. I'll be like, "Good, you got great hair. Great hair. I'll just hit the mat. One, two, three. You win. You Back to KO. Hair. Back yeah. to seriousness." Oh, by the way, though. Can Stone Cold hold his own
3: if he does wrestle? He's much older. Right. He wasn't the greatest wrestler to begin with. We all know this, right? Yeah. Great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. He's the greatest in-ring performer. He's a great
0: in-ring storyteller when when he was doing what he was doing. No doubt. You know, as far as Austin goes, listen, if Austin decides somehow, yeah, I'm going to get back in the ring for the first time and actually have a match in almost 20 years, then he's going to... He's going to be in shape. He's going to take it seriously. I don't think anybody's going to have to carry him. You know, I think if Stone Cold decides to do it, do it, he'll kick ass just like he always did. He's still a big dude. I still want him, wouldn't want to mess with him. You know what I mean? So I think he'll be fine. Hey, Phil says use
3: foreign objects if you fight the king of Connecticut. I would, I'd, I'd use them anyway. You know what? I'm gonna officially say this. I will fight the King Connecticut. Why? I got one more in me. You got one more? One so more one in more me. One more in you. In this old, raggedy, fat ass box. Can we
0: use the old formula we used back
3: in the day when What's you that? used to fight people?
0: Don't What's you remember? It? it was always like slipping your foreign objects. Oh, that is throwing your stuff that like, is you true. know, hit him with this, hit him with that. I, I didn't give a shit.
3: I want to fight the King Connecticut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'd like to thank the band that sings a theme song for Monty and the Faro and Jimmy Farrow along with his partner, Bart Griggs, make up the band <clears throat> Wisteria Hall. Mm-hmm. Wist- what man? Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as "In My Dreams," "This yeah. Life," not far behind. Yeah. Here comes the rain. Yeah, you can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. I ask you guys, please like and subscribe to that page. You know, not just because he's my partner, not just because he's my friend. Those two make some fantastic music. Yeah, but I call it iPod worthy music. But the only problem is I don't use my iPod anymore. But mm-hmm. back in the day, iPod mm-hmm. are yeah. Worthy. Stay
0: tuned for our new composition. What is it? The Ballad of Julian Arnes. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. Julian. You're a star, Julian. You're a star. You, you can know, have a song baby. made after you. I actually, and if you want to hear, I actually appreciate Julian. He's hilarious. If you
3: want to hear the the ballad to Julian Arnes, mm-hmm. you can catch it on Spotify. Nice. Go to Apple Music. Sweet. Reverb Nation. Sweet. If you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro-wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page. Really? Catch us in New York, if you're lucky enough to live in New York, That's on right. Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 and on Saturday at 11.30 against Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and on Channel 20 Tuesdays at 1 a.m. where we are thankful, thankful. for over 83,000 viewers Weekly, it should be growing. It that should be. Growing. It has not. Well, I haven't had a report. That should in a while. be. Gro-
0: well, I will tell you, if it it, it it was at eighty for a while, but it has gone up a little bit. So we'll take the eighty-three. All right. Well, you know. I mean, I, I'll take the one. Yeah, that's
3: true too. I'll take this the is one true too. And we want to thank Amazon Music for making us part of their programming. Mm-hmm. And we also want to thank everybody out there that supports Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. On a serious note, we are truly humbled by everybody out there where we are ranked on one of the podcasting rankings as the number eight must-watch pro Not wrestling bad. Not bad. Podcast one, or listen one, to. One
0: quick question because I, I just I know I'm not jumping off this. Uh, if you do have a match with the King of Connecticut, can we have uh, a, a Julian Arnest forklift on a you know, forklift match? We'll put Julian up on a forklift. Good idea. And we'll have the two of you. Should we call it hair versus bear match? Hair versus bear okay. and winner gets Julian Arnest. Nice. Does I mean, it come with a keyboard? Because if you get Julian Arnest, you have to have a keyboard. Wow. What?
3: Well, we'll be right back with this week's theme, (laughs) trick me once, shame on you, trick me twice, shame on me.
0: See you in a sec. You too, Julia. (laughs) That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack.
3: All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty DeFaro, only seen here out of indie Music TV, straight out of Ron in New York. We've got uh, two special guests who will be, be on shortly. Yeah. One of our new shows on the channel, will introduce them, but I want to get, Farrow, we got to weigh in for the people, and i got to hear what you have to say, the big right. news, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, let their contract expire. Mm-hmm. Before you answer my question, all I right. want you to listen to this. All right. Cody writes, I've had so many milestones, beautiful memories of this renaissance through sweat, blood, tears, literal fire, True. and all that. I left it on the mat. Everything pales in comparison to the final contribution. I was empowered to lead the company, the community outreach team. It's the most inward moments. Uh, Your outward behavior and your ability to take fame, influence, and do something of value for the communities you visit, Mm -hmm. whether it's the cameras or on and off, Mm -hmm. is the highest honor. I am confident Amanda Huber Will lead the department with style. I'm so proud of my creations, my contributions, and the items supported are calibrated. I'm calibrated with,
0: is for an engine. This is, I think, that's collaborated.
3: Collaborated, Jesus okay. Christ! Give me a break, all right? Calibrate. Uh, listen, dude. <laughs> Fifteen-hour days at work. That's
0: true. All right. I just had to. Know. With I such was-
3: wonderful. Pa- uh, with such wonderful professionals, Con oh, responds. Oh,
0: here comes Tony Khan. I'm going to get sick. Cody and Brandy
3: Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability, combined with the boldness and his passion for the industry, and his love for community outreach, helped AEW deliver on our mission and give the fans what they needed mm-hmm. for far too long—something new, innovative, and lasting. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, really good stuff. Okay. So before you answer a question, yeah. Is this real or is this fake? Is this a work or is he really leaving? Yep. I ask you this: Rhodes has deals with a TV show that's renewed, mm-hmm. Rhodes to the Top, yeah. which is on TBS, I believe. Yeah, the, yeah, okay, fine. He's sure. also turn of folks. Yeah. He's also I got a show called the Go Big Show, which has been renewed. Go Big Show, right? It's not the Big Show. Okay, all right. And let's think about yeah his career in the WWE, mm-hmm. where to be fair. Yeah. He was a small player.
0: Smaller, mid-card. So he was
3: a big fish in a little pond in AEW in the beginning, which no. has become much bigger. Sure. So his fishness, if you call it right, has become smaller. <laughs> his fishness. <laughs> so now he comes back. If he comes back to the WWE. Okay. Could you yeah. ever imagine him wrestling, Roman Reigns, Jimmy Farrow? Break it down for the fans, please.
0: Uh all right. If this is a work, it is really treading on dangerously thin ice because you can only screw with fans so much all right if this turns out to be a work i personally would never believe a single goddamn thing ever again ever printed on the internet regarding what aw is up to or what they are not up to all right so to me it better not be a work because i would be really really insulted you know you can you can swerve us you could do this you could do that but this is just blatant if it turns out to just be a work now as far as cody going back to vince i think that that's very realistic uh and no not because i just see things with wwe sunglasses on even though these are not wwe sunglasses uh look his last name is rhodes okay I believe that if Drew McIntyre, who went away and went through the Indies and uh, uh, re-repaired in a lot of ways the WWE booking that he had suffered through with 3MB, etc., etc., I see no reason why if Cody Rhodes returned to Vince McMahon's company, if they book him correctly, he could come back and fight for a world championship. Absolutely. He's a Rhodes. All right? So I've always wondered whether or not that could happen anyway. Uh, Another thing I can't shake, and I really need to spell out for people who think that everything's all about AEW and all the Internet people with their independent love for independent, pure wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Here's some facts. First of all, Dusty Rhodes, Cody's father, worked for Vince McMahon for decades. Decades. Tony Khan can't say that, okay? He doesn't have decades worth of a working relationship with the Rhodes family. Vince does. One way or the other. You cannot take it away from Vince McMahon, whether you hate him or not. Number two, the, other, the ultimate poster boy for the purest NWA approach. You know how everybody hates WWE over all these years and WWF and NWA and Ric Flair was this and Ric Flair was that. He was part of the, the pure wrestling. Well, Ric Flair adores Vince McMahon and obviously had a deep relationship with Dusty Rhodes. If you think that Ric Flair would not advise Cody Rhodes to come back and take the big bucks, talk to Vince, who Rick loves, and figure out a way for Cody to come back and get the respect Cody wants, that is very possible. I can see that happening. So, you know, if it's a work, shame on them. I'll never believe a goddamn thing they ever say again. But if it's not a work, then I really am hoping that Vince McMahon will do for Cody Rhodes... What he did for drew mcintyre people forget that at the end towards the end of cody rhodes run with wwe fans were pushing for him fans were hoping he would have an individual push but it was quickly squashed and then the rest is can, history can i share some thoughts of the viewers please? absolutely
3: maria davis says she thinks vince will push
0: cody bigger than Shawn michaels i can see vince taking care of cody i can Because Vince did love Dusty, and obviously Dusty loved Vince. And too bad for all you NWA mocks who blindly hate Vince McMahon at every turn you can get. Roy says Vince will have Cody play Gold Dust 2022 by the end of the year. Never. Never happen. If he comes back, there will be none of that shit, because that will be pre-agreed. Cody is not returning to become Stardust again. Cody worked too hard over the last few years with what he did. Put on the Shade says Cody was never a big fish. True, Cody could be booked as a big fish, though. He could. Drew McIntyre was never a big fish. Went away, went to TNA, did all the other things that he did, and when he came back, he pinned Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. How many of you know it all thought that was going to happen? So yeah, I can see it. I can see Cody Rhodes returning to this company and being treated with respect. Don I can the see it. Don the Barber says Cody, Rusev, and Jericho are all going back. I would not be surprised. Chris Jericho is going to return one day too. He is a WWE legend. It cracks me up. These guys have been with AEW for a year or two, and you think they're going to throw away their entire body of work. They're not. It
3: would be stupid. Greg R. says, I really think Brandy is Mm -hmm. the problem.
0: In AEW? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. You know? But I'll tell you what. Those two is a power couple... If you put them together with Vince, with the way Vince likes to deal with things, I could see that with being a, amazing. Do
3: you do a brandy Cody against Miss Maurice for WrestleMania, if I can, this is the case? I
0: can see that happening. I can, maybe not right away. I don't see that. Maybe a year or two after Cody comes back, I could see something like that. And that, hopefully, is the furthest watering down that even happens if Cody returns. Marty Greenfield like says that. Cody will take over NXT. Very interesting. Why not? I mean, Dusty was, that was just Dusty's love child, wasn't it? Basically, he put so much work into NXT, you know? Tony Khan Mm
3: -hmm. never wanted Brandy or Dustin as part of the deal in AEW.
0: That I can't. How, uh, that's interesting. It's possible. It is, it's possible. It's possible. Dustin apparently is happy. I don't know if you heard that. I'm and, staying And by here. the way, All
3: right, stay not there. to make this non-wrestling talk, but yeah. I really want to get this in before we bring on our guests. Okay. So if every, I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl, but I'd like everybody to weigh on on this. Yeah. The biggest hit of the Super Bowl for commercial-wise, clearly in my mind. Woke up this morning, got <laughs> myself a gun. Exactly. Sopranos. Was Meadow. Yeah. Running the, the gamut yeah. of the opening of
0: Sopranos. Right. Which right. made
3: me think, and I want people to really weigh in on this. Okay,
0: Sopranos? Sure.
3: I felt that this is a perfect chance for a reboot of The Sopranos. Oh, and Meadow and AJ? and I Yes, and I could see either AJ's in the start of the show, is running the family, and the, and the family's considered a joke. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is running the family, mm-hmm. and they're treating AJ like shit. Mm-hmm. And Meadow comes back, right? It, clearly, we have to think that Tony was killed in front of her, mm-hmm. so, which kind of gets rid of the idea that she doesn't believe in her father's
0: way of living because yeah, that might shell- have changed her. She's been shell-shocked right. into thinking a different and way about the whole things. first right. season
3: is about Meadow taking over the family, right. almost Godfather-esque.
0: Right. This is a home run. You know, it's amazing. I got this scene in my head that the very first episode starts with what happened after Tony was, was murdered was is that Paulie somehow took over the family. So I got the new, the reboot. Gotcha. Paulie's on his deathbed in the hospital, and he's passing the torch to Meadow. Not to AJ. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got some juicy shit going on here. Now, are you watching that? I would be watching that. Are you kidding me? Of course I would. What do you guys
3: out there, if you're Sopranos fans, what do you think would you be watching Meadow as the head of the Sopranos? Why the hell not?
0: Why the hell not? Get her all badass and Maria
3: Davis says it's time to bring the Sopranos back. Totally. Stinger says
0: AEW's the Titanic. Cody jumped off it. That could very well be. Maybe maybe uh, Cody was talking to the accountant at AEW because every week they're signing another guy for a billion dollars that they're not going to be able to squeeze into the card. So Davio Red said, David Chase has no chance for a reboot. That's a shame. Well, David Chase is like
3: 78 years old. Right. I don't know why David Chase wouldn't hand over. hmm that to somebody else well it's
0: going to be handed over one way or the other someone's going to get you can't legal. just take it i don't think right no but i'm sure someone's going to get some sort of legal control of it after you know,
3: you know davio if that's what he said he's really losing a real opportunity yeah, here. I people agree. were excited over a car commercial right i know i was yeah i was like yep. glued yep. to that commercial yep so you're really doing a disservice to the people yeah Jimmy the Lumberjack says, do the next chapter of The Sopranos better than the other crap on TV? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Greg R. says no. I don't know what no means, Greg. So if you want to give me clarity, it'd be great.
0: He's not into seeing anything else from The Sopranos. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Could be that, too.
3: All right. So anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Where uh, on the channel, we're trying to bring new and fresh programming to give people all a whole bunch of good stuff to listen. We've got Tuesdays with Tony Atlas, mm-hmm. uh, Vampiro TV, yeah. uh, In the Dungeon, Kevin Sullivan. Right, uh, But Angel every so Anderson, often, you right. know, some guys drop off or they come back on, right? You know, mm-hmm. the life yeah. of a
0: wrestler. Yeah. You yeah, know
3: what I'm sure saying? Really nice. All good. Yeah. Um, but we're going to introduce, uh, coming on next after this commercial break, the new show called Wrestling Rewind with the host Angel Amorosa and Iron Man Tommy Cairo, nice. both uh, ECW originals, I right. believe. Right, well, that's Houston Championship Days, right? Absolutely. That's even before Paul Heyman. So I'm very excited to, to talk to them and uh, you know get the fans to get to know who this new show and who they are, because mm-hmm. they already don't know who they are already. Okay. So we'll be right back with uh, Trick Me Once, Shame on You, Trick Me Twice, Shame on Me.
0: We have no shame, but you guys knew that. See you in a second.
3: The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah.
0: Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516 317 8204. That's for Jeff Quest Graphic Design.
3: Do you treat your dog as part of the family? <laughs> well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PartyPupInfo. And let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. All right. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Faro, where we want to welcome our new show, Wrestling Rew- Ugh, Rewind, with the host, Angel Amoroso. And Iron Man, Tommy Cairo, thank you guys for joining us. How are you? What's happening?
2: Hey, what hi. How you guys doing? Good. Hello, so hello. we finally
3: get to meet each other kind of in person, right? At least over the Somewhat. computer. <laughs> so guys, for the, for the fans that may not know who you are, and I'm sure they do, but let's get some clarity. Can you tell everybody out there who you are and what you've done in the wrestling world, please?
2: Tommy, would you like go to start? Ahead, angel. No, you're okay. the woman here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, angel looks I, lovely. There we go. Thank you. you Thank you very much. You are so uh, welcome. I am known in professional wrestling mostly as the Virgin, virgin Princess Angel, and that was a, a gimmick that I had in ECW uh, later in life when I was about 19 years old. I uh, began wrestling with joel goodhart's wrestling radio fan club and um we traveled on the road with several different wrestling promotions from the nwa and uwf even as far as memphis to go see uswa wrestling so uh kind of started out with the wrestling radio traveling group and uh worked my way into uh, i was a ring card girl for larry sharp and dennis Carluzzo, who were promoting in the area And I also did some, uh, you know, some timekeeping and ring announcing and, you know, just a few jobs here and there. Um, When I was about, I started when I was around 13 or 14 years old. And by the time I was 15 years old, I had worked. Uh, a, a huge show that was a benefit for my friend tom robinson who was very sick at the time and larry sharp and dennis carluzzo promoted that show i was uh, 15 years old at the time and i managed uh, a, a cloudy from uh, he began a, a wwe a wwf actually after that he was a guy from the monster factory so um i worked for larry and dennis for a little while and then I debuted for ECW in 1993 in Super Summer Sizzler Spectacular in an incident where I got my top ripped off, if anyone uh, could right. recall that. Yeah. And um, shortly after, it, there was an incident with uh, Tiger Peaches. Um, they had a cat fight, it's called Cat Fight on Cut. So people could look that up and check it out if they wanted to. And um, then I went on to wrestle as a singles wrestler in ECW, uh, Ultra Clash. I was uh, wrestled against Sherry Martel in a Battle Royal. And then I became a manager for uh, Re- Rock and Rebel originally, but then moved on to manage Gene Douglas as the original head cheerleader in the original Triple Threat. Uh, I also managed Curtis Hughes. And I was a singles wrestler at the time as well. Um, And I wrestled, I was trainer Francine at the time. So I wrestled her um, several times. And I took, uh, let's see, I got my top ripped off at the arena in front of a massive amount of people. So people knew me for that. And then um, at November to remember 93, uh, we had a match uh, with Sherry Martel. Busted me open with a chair and I bled all over the place. So people also knew me for that for early ECW. And, uh, you know, following that, I did battle royals and swimmer competitions and whatnot until, um, let's see, I got choke slammed. I was one of the first girls to get choke slammed. I was 18 years old at the time, managing Shane Douglas when that happened. And uh, from there, I moved on to manage the Iron Man Tommy Cairo as the Virgin Princess Angel, where we had feuds with uh, Tommy Dreamer and Cactus Jack. Uh, The Salmon uh, woman was included in the feud. So uh, I rounded out my career in ECW with uh, a feud with Hack Myers. And that kind of closed me out in ECW. I moved ahead then to work on the independent circuit, uh, NWA New Jersey, and I managed the Misfits. I was a manager there. I was also a singles wrestler there. I wrestled every one from Wendy Richter to Candy Divine to uh, you know name any of the older girls, and I wrestled them. Um, I also ran my own promotion in the mid-90s called TCW, which brought upon a a lot of uh, the talent that came about at that time. I ran from 93 to 96, uh, I'm sorry, 97, my own shows about five minutes from ECW Arena after I had left, and um, beyond 97 i started working in the midwest and a lot of michigan for the insane clown posse and jcw where i started off uh, uh history um it's the history of the thumb uh, the thumb-tack death matches of which i started with madman Pondo, the intergender uh, feud we had uh, all over the world actually <laughs> and um you know, carried it on to the Insane Clown posse, And after that, um, let's see, I worked for USWA and um, a a lot of independent circuit wrestling. Uh, I started doing shoot fighting in 1998 and I was in L1 for um, LPW in 1998. So I wrestled uh, Yumika Hoda, I lost, but (laughs) I was there. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I did uh, some shoot fights in Mexico, in uh, Texas, and also Canada. I did the first women's shoot fight in Canada for IFC. Uh, Then I moved on to do some uh, movies where I was featured as a wrestler in the movies. Uh, You can look them up, Marquis de Slime, which uh, was directed by Phoebe Legere, Mm -hmm who starred in the Toxic Avenger movies uh, back in the early early 90s. And so, and she's a great big wrestling fan and uh, just popped me right in there as a character. So um, uh, following that, let's see, movies. And then I worked uh, up, I ran my own promotion in 2003 which we ran a tribute show for Rock O' Rock when he passed away. And uh, after that, I I worked for 3PW uh, against Jasmine St. Clair, And it was uh, actually my last match in wrestling against uh, the Rock Rock and Rebel. So my first actual actual work in wrestling was with the Rock and Rebel. And then my last match was against the Rock and Rebel. And uh, following that, um in about 2017 I had some issues where things uh, kind of got around the internet where I protested some Mick Foley at uh, you know a book signing and that was about the last thing I had done wrestling wise <laughs> well
3: can I, can I can I ask why did you protest uh, Foley's book signing
2: um do, do you want me to get into that? or
3: Sure, but before you get into that, because I think that's a quick, interesting story, and it gives the fans something uh, to to hear, look forward to. Uh, Tommy, can you tell the fans a little bit about yourself, please?
1: Sure, but we have to go way, way back. Um,
0: that's I've okay, we go way, way wrestling back.
1: Since eight. Yeah, I've been a fan of pro wrestling since I was eight. Um, but what really sparked... Um, Around that time, uh, no, actually, I have been watched for about two years. At, at that point, I don't know, if, yeah, you guys probably don't remember this or have heard about it, but it was to me it was the, the linchpin. Um watched uh, WOR-TV on Channel 9, 12 o'clock, Ray Morgan out of uh, Washington, D.C., and um, the featured match that night was going to be a tag team match between Bruno Martino and his cave-fabe cousin, Antonio Pugliese, a.k.a. Tony Parisi. Mm-hmm. So the heels are in the ring. It's uh, Baron Sucluna and King Curtis, I believe, and they announce uh, Antonio Pugliese, and he comes out, and there's no Bruno. So the explanation from Ray Morgan was we're pretty sure that uh, he has missed his connection, and with that, of course, the heels put the boots to him. Um, you know, he's down on the ground, they're pounding, and all of a sudden, Ray Morgan looks to the side, and he goes, wait a minute. It's Bruno. He's back. He's in from the airport. And Bruno comes in with his ties hanging off. He's got a suitcase, dragging a suitcase. Okay. He drops it. He jumps in the ring. They battle back to back, him and his cousin. And of course, they clean it, clean house. Um, I'm screaming now. It was just unbelievable to me. It was so exciting. My mother comes running in the room. What's the matter? I said, <laughs> Bruno. She, oh, my God. She said, You're driving me nuts. So rather than fight what had already been a two-year, you know, got to have the TV. We didn't have four TVs in the house. Got to have the TV at certain times, and I'm not going anywhere. Wrestling's on. So, you know, that instead of, you know, my mother fighting that, she already saw that it was a, a difficult battle. She called my uncle, who basically introduced me to pro wrestling, and said, take this kid to the matches, do something. He's driving me crazy. So that's basically I went to my first match with my uncle see Bruno San Martino, and he's leaving the ring and I'm pat him on the back and he turns and he looks right at me well I'm gone Bruno's my man and that started how many years of being obsessed with pro wrestling but I don't know that I ever said to myself I, I'm going to be a pro wrestler until later on I was just a rabid fan now, I would get on the bus I'd go to the you know, North Army to Uh, in Irvington, you know, all over the place. Most of them were armories back then. Um, So I had a a lot of early influences before I was even ready or old enough or big enough to get in a ring or to look for a place to train, which, you know, we talk about uh, schools. There were no schools. There was like 10 places in the country, and you had to be referred by someone. You could not open a wrestling school, per se, and train people if you didn't have the credit credibility because the rest of the guys around the country are all big-name guys and they wouldn't allow that. So it didn't get watered down like it is now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, who, who trained you? Oh, you know, there's not as many ages that you can trace back to someone of, of pedigree. So I found out that my mother's best friend's nephew was, I don't know if you remember him, he was an old enhancement talent guy. I had read an article about him. He had his jeans on in a gym, which I thought was funny, bell-bottom jeans and he's on the preacher bench, and he's curling. Just an impression. Now, he was not a big-name guy, but it's funny. I somehow sensed that the enhancement talent, even before I, I was hip to you know the business, were better, or I was more interested in them than the guys that were on top. So uh, I, I, I badgered my mom to call our friend Mary, and please let me know when Pete Reeves is around. So several times I would meet with him, or we'd just talk wrestling. became, you know, he became my first mentor. Uh, And then I guess it was, uh, uh, to go back real quick, my background started, I I have a picture of me at two years old holding up a bodybuilding magazine with a guy doing a front lat spread, which I eventually used to win the Mr. New Jersey in bodybuilding. Mm. So that's the seed was planted there, not necessarily for wrestling, but to me, that was a man, and he didn't look like regular guys. He was enhanced, not by any chemicals, just because he worked out and he had a physique. That just attracted me, two years old. I mean, that's a heck of an early time to get, you know, a, an idea in your head. And uh, I, from there, I went on into Olympic-style weightlifting at 12 years old and won three uh, was top three in the country for, over, for three years. Um, I was still a wrestling fan during all this. You know. And I was also going uh, doing amateur wrestling in junior high, and I was also a mar- in martial arts. point, something had to give. I couldn't do all three. So I gave up the martial arts, kept concentrating on weightlifting at the time. And then about 1983, I wanted to be a bodybuilder at that point. I liked the way they looked. All this Olympic lifting didn't enhance your body by much. It just gave you an odd physique. Big thighs, big butt from from squatting, you know. Not a lot of upper body, traps from pulling the weight up. So I wasn't. I wanted to be a bodybuilder. Uh, during in that day, during um, the they didn't have bodybuilding shows. They were at the end of weightlifting competitions. So if you wanted to see the bodybuilding, you were there till ten thirty. Before mm-hmm. sometimes before they started. So I would badger my father, who. We were in a troop. We were a a, a team. So you imagine a bunch of, you know, guys are sweaty and tired and hungry. But, you know, they allowed me to see at least a few guys come out. So in 1983, uh, I'm sitting in the prejudging of the, uh, I'm sorry, 1982 of Mr. New Jersey. And we smuggled beer in. And we had it under our, you know, chairs and we're drinking. And out comes a guy in the middleweight division that I know. And I immediately looked at him and I go, I could beat that guy now. And they were, They looked at me. I said, I'm going to be in this show next year, and I'm going to win this middleweight competition. Yeah, okay. I mean, at that point, it's a pretty bold boast. Had never competed in bodybuilding yet. Had a weightlifting background at a high level. I just felt it wouldn't be that. Well, you know, fast for. well, I had to go to a, a qualifying competition because you just couldn't waltz in to the Mr. New Jersey. You had to go into a smaller show, qualify with the placing you had to have top two, top three. Then you were qualified. Well, I went into that show, and I remember uh, a gentleman that ran a gym, Gus Salerno. Um, he had one of his men in my division, and we were standing on the side by the curtain, um, you know, waiting for everybody to finish posing. When his guy went out, and I looked at him, and I said, he looked like Hercules, the real short guy. I'm like, I got no chance. He looked at me and he said, what? He said, you're going to win. And I'm like, don't play with me. You know what I mean? Seriously. So as they're calling the placings, I'm getting more and more depressed. Fifth place, Joe Smith. Fourth place, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Second place and the winner of the 1983 middleweight competition, Tommy Cairo from Belmont, I'm like, I'm looking around. That's that's the truth. I had no idea. And I beat 32- of the best middleweight in New Jersey, many of whom were returning multiple times just to crack the top five. So here I am, you know, a nobody. Out of nobody knew me, and that was the beginning of my bodybuilding career, which continued until 1989, when I won. After a five-year layoff, I won the '89 Golds Classic. I prior had placed in the top ten of the Mr. America competition. So at this point, I was uh, maybe, you know, less than a year. Off of the um, 85 Mr. America, and still interested, you know, in wrestling, and I ran across uh, a, a, a magazine that actually turned out to be a friend of mine, Carmen DeSpirito, Wrestling Magazine, and in there was an article about the Eastern Wrestling Alliance out of Sea uh, Warren, New Jersey, and there was a phone number. I was like, "Wow, score!" Called the phone number, Jimmy Ryan, one of the guys that owned the business. Uh, we spoke for a few minutes, very short, and I to him I was interested in getting into wrestling. Blew me off completely. So I, however, I just decided to go to one of the shows. It happened to be on what we found out later, the boardwalk that was uh, a pier that was owned by Gary Capetta and his family. So if you go back to when I was 12 and 13, going to the school, the, the matches at my school, WWF, I met Gary. So I knew him already just from hanging around the matches. He let us in the back door a couple times. Great guy. So, you know, we're we're talking and I just watched the show and it was horrendous. One guy stood out, the Blue Max, turned out to be Ted Petty. So they saw me standing there, you know, and I'll be honest, there weren't many guys walking around on the street back then that looked like I looked, especially not far off of Mr. America, where I gained weight afterward, but I was still, you know, had definition. Jimmy Ryan, I see him, they're, they're like on the sideline, you know, whispering to each other, pointing over at me. Finally, I just stood there in the block pose, you know, finally, uh, Jimmy Ryan comes over. He says, Hey, wow. He says, you're in a tremendous condition. I said, thank you playing it up. You know, he said, did you ever think about getting into the wrestling business? Yeah. I said, as a matter of fact, I called, I called some people and he just like blew me off. He goes, really? Who was it? I said, you, <laughs> I said, how do you like that? You guys blew me off. Oh, well, we don't know who we're talking to on the phone. So, uh, uh, you know, would you be interested in starting training? We have a training program and, uh, We'd like to get you involved. I said, honestly, if it involves anybody I saw here tonight, with the, uh, the exception of the guy in a blue mask, I think I could go in and right now and do a better job. I was a little, a little cocky. But amateur wrestling, martial arts, I was built. I was very athletic. I held all the records in high school, pull-ups, sit-ups, you name it. I was pretty confident that I could do it. So uh, he said, yeah, well, as a matter of fact, he's the trainer. So while we're talking, I look over, and he see Gary Capetta. Now, mind you, I'm probably 100 pounds bigger, heavier. And I look, I said, Gary. And he goes, Tommy Cairo? He rolls like I say, yes. Yeah. What are you doing here? He said, this is my peer. My family owns the peer. What are you doing here? I said, I'm, I'm going to start wrestling. Really, uh, into maybe two weeks, here comes this guy with a little cigar. Tom Sovaldi. Tom Ferdini. Hey, Kim, I want to talk to you. Okay, walk over. To, we're rerun. Walk over. Tommy, is, Tommy, I'm take Tommy, my number. I Tommy, want you to
3: can call you? Me. Can you hear me, Tommy? You're getting choppy out yes. there. give me one second. Okay. It's getting choppy out there. I, I, I want to. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to let the fans kind of get an idea between. Uh, you and your partner, what your show is going to be about, what they can look forward to. I I
1: apologize. No, don't
3: apologize. It's, you know, just I want to make sure everybody gets an idea of what you guys are going to be talking about so they they, what they can expect when they tune in.
1: I got you. Uh, Angel, you want to give them the Wrestling Rewind? Sure.
2: Well, the idea of Wrestling Rewind is to kind of bring you back in time and uh, with people that – you really haven't heard from lately and they're you know older people that have wrestled a long career and now I I watch a lot of podcasts and they're not focused but focusing on any of these people and I personally would like to know a lot of things about people's careers that you know were left kind of like they're underrated people kind of left like you know unspoken of People that are written out of history, Mm. you know, that you don't hear from too much that, you know, maybe you need to hear from them. Because when you learn the history of wrestling, then it makes you a better fan. It makes you enjoy the business a little bit more. And then as we get into uh, other segments of the show that we have is uh, like Wrestling Archives. Also, to give you, uh, you know, a little rewind on your history and bring you back to things like arena results and, you know, just different stories and road stories between people, Uh, book readings, different book readings that we'll be going over. Tommy has read a lot of books, so we're going to be reviewing a lot of books and uh, talk about that and also uh, having like a a little wrestling roundtable of different talents and different guests that will have um, it pretty much like a Brady Bunch, you know, all kind of talking and shooting the shit about everything from, you know, maybe traveling on the road to good or bad paydays and who a good promoter was to work for. So uh, we have all that ahead of us uh, planned. And we have a, a lot of guests already that are lined up on the calendar and booked and ready to go and we're really excited about uh, carrying on with this adventure
0: awesome and it's very clear you're both lifers you've loved wrestling both obviously some from a very young age so i'm sure the show's going to be fantastic i wanted to ask you angel you said something interesting before about those folks who should be remembered and i can't shake this you got trained by pretty boy larry sharp larry sharp was one of the was one of the big names when we were watching growing up. Can you tell us something about Larry Sharp? Because to me, he's somebody who has kind of been forgotten. I'm not too happy about that.
2: Well, uh, Larry Sharp helped out a lot, uh, along with Dennis Carluzzo, in my career. And not only on on the aspect of uh, trying to get me in schools and, uh, you know, make sure that I knew stuff before I got in the ring, but also, uh, you know, promotion-wise how to treat people, how to put on a show, how to advertise for a show, all the little things that it took to uh, run a promotion from A to Z. Uh, He was a a guy who would take his time with you and really make sure that you were educated on the business before he would uh, allow you to associate or affiliate your name uh, aligning with his. Right. So Larry was a great person to learn off of, and uh, just a, a tragic loss for the business. Oh, yeah. But uh, the Monster Factory is still up and running, so uh, you know, carrying the tradition of Larry Sharp is still over in New Jersey.
0: Can I Hopefully ask? Who t- can I ask who took it over after Larry's passing, or? Uh...
2: I'm. I'm not really sure who has it now, so I'm not. I don't want to speak out of. Okay. Out of that. Okay. So fair enough. Both
3: of you. Uh, do you guys consider yourself close? I mean, it seems like you guys have good energy together. I've watched uh, many of your shows, and I really love them. Um, you know, Tommy. Do you guys have a good relationship? Is it a brother and sister type well, of relationship?
1: It's the kind of relationship where if you don't talk to each other for quite a while, and you talk to each other, as if that time never. In in between, never existed. Okay, Um, and she was very young, um, and uh, I mean, she's so learned, even at a young age, that it was immediate, you know, that we would, you know, get along. And to this day, I mean, we we speak very highly of each other, no matter where we go. And yes, she feels like a younger sister. Um, Just, just one of a kind, you know. I may be one of a kind, but in a different way. (laughs) But yes, it's it's an awesome marriage. And she already has the gown
3: on, so there you go. There you go. Maybe you'll get Always. married. You get like kind of married on air. So, uh, can you tell the fans when they can see you guys on the M and P network?
2: Okay, so, uh, so Sundays. Sundays at seven. Okay. Starting March sixth. Sweet.
3: So, before I let you guys go, because we're almost out of time, we are very excited. We're honored to have you on the network. One thing, Angel, one quick question. Um, And then, Tommy, a secondary question to you. Angel, you mentioned what a young age you started at wrestling. And, again, we're not wrestlers. We're fans. We've always been fans. Uh, It's an honor to speak to people like yourselves who have have entertained so many. But at such a young age and being around that kind of atmosphere, Mm. that had to be very, very difficult. And Tommy, on the other hand, uh, how did you handle, like, if you saw anything wrongdoings going on? I'm not saying there were wrongdoings. I'm just saying I see a young woman and a possibly situation with a bunch of older guys who could take advantage of that.
1: Well, and that's honestly, <laughs> I was, uh, mm. yes, and I was kept in the dark mm. completely, which am- amazes me and angers me that I wasn't pretty. But you have to understand – her and I were uh, were different in that we didn't lead the life that a lot of these guys led. I had a wife. I wasn't involved in any of that. So I kind of distanced myself. And knowing that if I caught wind of that, and she'll attest to the fact there wasn't not one guy in that locker room that could have handled me in my in my prime, I would have went off. There would have been a lot of trouble. And to hear this afterward and know I was right there, but I didn't I didn't know. And unfortunately, well. you know, Angel didn't confide in me. So.
2: You you weren't there for the underage stuff, which is I think is what they're right, addressing. Right. We uh, we were oh, okay. more appearing in ECW, which uh, you know I was already 18 years old when I entered ECW, and um, you know the things that I had had an issue with was actually previous to that between the ages of 12 and 15 years old. Um, so those were, that, that was kind of an issue for me. Uh, and I was taken advantage of a lot in the business between those ages because I traveled with a group that a promoter, uh, put me with to travel for the NWA and WCW, uh, later on, frequenting WWF also, uh, I traveled with truthfully, uh, a, a group of groupies, and that was uh, that was pretty much my childhood in in wrestling was uh, to service twenty plus wrestlers in my teenage years. So, uh, as, as far as if you wanted to know why I protested McFoley, is because I think he's a hypocrite. Or trying to be a, a, some kind of representation for a rape and incest organization or network and say that he's taller than they all when he had sex with a 14 or 15 year old girl so that's the issue that I have with Mick Foley I don't plan on making that a focus of wrestling rewind or wrestling archives at all um, it, it, people don't seem to you know take well to the story and I've been harassed by not only trolls and, and just marks, but lawyers uh, on behalf of Paul Heyman and Mick Foley, uh, telling me that I could no longer speak about my uh, issue with them. So, uh, and I've done podcasts about this before, and every one of them has been removed, uh, so that you know my my story about how I actually got into the business. Is, is just has just disappeared after I've taken so many times telling it. So, um, not letting it bitter me right now, but it, it, it would kind of be nice if it, at one point people would just listen and not um, have such a lash back on me to hate me so much for something that I'm just telling the truth about.
3: Well, again, um, the focus isn't on that for sure, uh, but you you will not be silenced on this channel i can guarantee that that's, that's for shit. sure that's for sure and again bring it here <laughs> well again I wa- it's our honor to you guys bringing your show to this channel and i yes. want to thank you and i'm sure the fans and myself are uh, and ourselves are really looking forward to march that sunday mm-hmm. and uh, looking forward to a fruitful Relationship between all of us. Again, Tommy, I want to appreciate you you coming to us and bringing this opportunity to us. I'm sure the fans thank, will. Thank you. And, again, it's our honor. And, uh, you know what, Angel and Tommy, we're hoping that whatever stories have to be told or told on this network and people hear the truth if this is what's really going on. But, again, that's not necessarily the focus, but you know what? Everybody tune in in March because, I'll tell you what, you're probably not going to know what's going to be said, and you're probably not going to want to miss it. And just people writing out right here, no one even heard that story about Foley.
0: Yeah, don't forget the truth hurts, so you just uh, dish it out the way you see fit, Angel. Thank you. All right, we want Foley to thank
2: you for the opportunity. Thank right, you. We want you to thank it. you guys for thank coming you. on, and we'll thank see you, you in
0: March, and God bless.
2: God bless. Have a good night. All
0: right. Thanks, guys, both of you. Thank you. Oh, Dude, shikies. I'm a little pissed off right now. Are you really? Yeah, I'm a little pissed off after what she just said. Yeah, it's you know, it's kind of. Oh up. yeah, well, hey, he's your author for children's books. Well, again, I don't, I didn't uh, know listen, anything about I'm, anything when like, she just when I'm, she mentioned she was, off right she was now. working yeah. and
3: wrestling at 13 years old. Yeah. I'm like, that can't yeah. be good.
0: No, that can't be good. That, like the, instantly. I knew that couldn't I, be. Good. How does that even happen at 13 years? We're gonna have to talk to her more. Uh, well, I mean, I'll tell you what, don't have to talk to her more. You know, Catcher, that's true too. On March seventh. I'm sure I think she'll right. fill everybody in. You know all the in betweens. You know. And
3: Tommy Cairo, uh, ECW original. Yeah. Guy was built like a brick shed. Yeah. House. I didn't know he was still looks to like our Buddy a Gary. Ship.
0: was that the same Gary Capetta? Same that's Gary all, that's Capetta. our Gary. That's pretty right. cool.
3: Anyway, we're almost out of time, guys. Um, want to thank you for joining us. I just want to remind everybody upcoming shows March fifth. I think we're opening up with man mountain rock okay from the wwe okay then kevin sullivan
2: mm-hmm.
3: um okay there's two i will we will possibly have a very special surprise
0: oh no what are you kevin up sullivan to interview. what are you up to very
3: right. very special surprise <laughs> oh boy um, on. and then after that we're going to have that's two so far well, you, you,
0: what you're not going to ask me to remember? Dutch Mantell. You're, you're the king of promos. Dutch uh, I'm psyched about Dutch Mantell. Dutch Mantell. Very psyched. Three. Oh my God! There's a million of them, Matt. You might want to just throw them all up so I can remember. Where's the drawing? From <laughs> yeah, <Tony>? yeah, Matt. <laughs> Did you throw it up? Did you get Where's Tony, Jeff? I thought Tony Jeff it. It's blew right it. Over there. There's the, it's the Tony's painting. Is right over there. Oh my God! That's right. No, it's right there. I hey, it, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. What? I got it, hold it on, up? just Rock Steady. Oh, by people. the way, I just wanted to throw this in, that day is our Hamburg, don't you want to know what that means? Oh, there it is, look. What? Yeah, oh damn, my god, what I'm such you? a moron, right, thank you. There we go. Alright, there I we go. Alright, let Can me see what... <laughs> I, if I move it this way, <laughs> there it is! Alright,
3: so, we've got Man Mountain Rock. Right. Right? Yeah. And then we got Outback Jack. Yeah. Then we got Dutch Mantell.
0: mantel yeah, Kevin fun. Sullivan, Ke- yeah, right, and
3: Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, Parker. Wow. will also be in studio, guys. Insane. Yeah, so it's going to be very exciting. I
0: saw Hamburg like the Beatles when they went to Hamburg and played eight hours straight and took pills to Yo, stay away. Can I put that over here because I don't want that to get bent? <laughs> yeah. There we go,
3: Mary and Joseph. There we go. So anyway, I want again. I want. Did
0: Tony eat what he drew? There's this hot sauce on the back? There might be. Uh,
3: So (laughs) I want to thank everybody for joining. Uh, Again, I want our honor. So enjoy. Uh, Saturday, if yeah. you're watching. Yeah. And then Enjoy we have a Thursday it. show. Yeah. And then it's, right? It's this next Saturday, it's isn't coming. it? March no, 5th? It's,
0: no, it's a couple of weekends, Oh, it's isn't a couple it? of weekends. I we guess like two weeks.
3: I'm now. jumping all over it. Yeah. Anyway, I want to thank everybody. And please don't forget the, the one of the new shows joining again. A lot of people saying Pipe Bomb. Well, you ain't going to want to miss it. Yeah, that was... This yeah, is a... Beautiful young lady who decided to get in wrestling, and I think uh, maybe she got a little more than
0: she bargained for at the time, right? uh, I'm I'm pretty pissed off about this. All right, send us out, big guy. Yeah, you've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and uh, I implore you, have a nice day.